Some people are more bottom than others. Of course, that's just about as insulting as you can possibly get. <laughs> Science on Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard's weird sci fi philosophy. They cloud theology and top secrecy. Technology, mythology, and no apology. 1952 was when it all began. Started on a bet by a frustrated man. His books weren't selling, so Elrond thought fast. He started his own religion and make a lot of cash. Alien rulers, pastelized tone scales, copywritten text, and scary emails. Shutting up the critics, core battles left and right. Mysterious deaths in the middle of the night. Personality tests, e meters, on. Times Square recruitment from dusk to dawn. All this from the guy who wrote Battlefield Earth. Submission for a feeler see what your soul's worth. There's a place in Florida where you've got friends. What help you present if you give us those ends? Party at the church in Scientology. Don't call it a cult, you just don't understand. Write us a check and take our hand. Party at the church in Scientology. Actors are a target for their army of elite. They feed their self-esteem and make them feel complete. They mess with their minds, just look at Tom Cruise, jumping on the couch during Oprah's interviews. John Travolta fights Satan's in his Florida estate, piloting his plane, Dianetics books on tape. Bet counts past lives in a temple in Bel Air, Katie Holmes stays home and plays pregnant solitaire. Isaac Hayes still pays to reach that upper level state, but left South Park when they hated on his face. Sunny Bolo made donations, should have bought better skis, Dougie Fresh frequents haters on the mic as EFCs. Juliette Lewis, Jason Lee and Shaka Khan, because of Elrond, all their money is gone. Shikaria, Kirstie Alley, and Nancy Cartwright host weekly prayer circles on the UFO headlines. Once you step into the temple, your troubles will be gone. We'll get you back on track, everybody sing along. Party at the church in Scientology. Don't listen to the lies, you know they're all untrue. So why not come on down, cause we're waiting for you. Party at the church in Scientology. So that's Scientology, P-S-E-U-D-O-R-E-L-I-G-I, when you've heard so now you know. They drain your cash fast, so as long as you agree, you can put up rise on freedom when it's coming COD. Okay, they ruin lives, and it sounds like science fiction. What about Noah's Ark, Jesus, and the crucifixion? Faith is subjective, you can't say who's right or wrong, though I'll probably end up missing just for writing this song. Hey, did you guys hear that the Easter Bunny's bringing Bigfoot to the meeting tonight? everybody we're here welcome to cults in the satanic <coughs> satanic panic we do the show live every thursday 9 p.m pacific you can see i have a guest with me what's up hi how's it going good how are you uh pretty good thanks for having me yeah you are uh well I, maybe i'll let you introduce yourself instead of having me introduce you so i am holly and if you don't know me i am also known as the scientology geek i have a youtube channel dedicated to exposing scientology doctrine one bit at a time um, I've gone over the data. I'm going over the data series currently. I've gone over keeping Scientology working. I've gone over the student hat. And right now the channel's still relatively new, so there's still a lot to cover in the future. I've had some interviews with ex-members. Recently did one with Dylan Gill, so that was a lot of fun. 
And I, yeah, I just look forward to doing a lot more. Well, very cool. Very cool. And calling yourself the Scientology geek is actually pretty accurate because you geek out on some like esoteric writings by uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, the uh, first nuclear physicist himself. I, I absolutely did geek out um, every now and then today. Even today, I'll still I'll still be looking through eBay, third party sellers, seeing if I can get my hands on some hard copies of lectures and books, course packs, etc. We have the course pack for Axiom of the Stable Datum. I have student hat. Um, I think I have the professional TRs, upper in doc level TR course. Um, and a few others. I do have some of the academy levels zero through four. So with the uh, corresponding lectures. That's wild. Yeah, we only have that because I, I <coughs> what I used to do for work was some of what we did was uh, e-waste. And so like a whole pallet of weird stuff came in and right on the top was a Scientology thing. I said, I'm going to take that. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm going to take that. That is certainly something I must have. Uh, somebody in the chat was asking, is this live? Yes, Kiko, this is live. <laughs> That's a funny question. My show is always live. Actually, we, we had meant, I had mentioned the possibility of doing a pre-record. Thanks for staying up late with us, too. I know I know you yeah, get up early. so it's Well, I don't have work, luckily, tomorrow. So thank God your streams happen on a day that I have off. Um, I've been up since about 4 a.m. today. <laughs> Oh no, it's so, it's midnight there. Well, we won't we won't keep you too too long. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Five hour energy should be able to to handle it. So, I think everybody who when I get people on who are former Scientologists, we generally talk about different things. Um, but I always ask people who were never in the cult themselves. <coughs> Excuse me. What possessed you to learn so much about a space alien cult? <coughs> Well, the first thing that really kicked it off was Leah Remini's television show, Leah Remini, uh, Scientology in the Aftermath. If people who don't know, I'm assuming you do if you're watching this podcast, but for those of you who don't, uh, it is a podcast where Leah Remini and Mike Rinder, the former the international spokesperson for Scientology, talk to former members and discuss different doctrine that were part of their daily lives, whether they were on staff or public. And I started learning about some of those policies. I learned about disconnection. I learned about just all sorts of things. And that really wanted, that really got me wanting to dive forward into the doctrine and be like, all right, what does this really say? Everyone talks about Xenu. Everyone talks about South Park. Everyone talks about Tom Cruise, but that's all seems like surface level stuff. And now that I've learned that Xenu is only about something reached by like 5% of Scientologists, I go, well, what else is there? What's what's at the lower levels, for example, that, that a lot of people don't seem to know? So that's kind of what I want to do is I want to make the entirety of Scientology open to the public so, God forbid, someone does want to join, at least they have informed consent and they know what they're getting themselves into. You know, from what from what anyone can tell, they're they're having a very hard time recruiting. Oh, absolutely, and especially with uh, David Miscavige currently sort of being on the run from process servers. I mean, I know there's, I believe there's a legal case tomorrow, uh, a court hearing, regarding whether or not he's going to be officially considered served. And from what I've gathered, Aaron Smith-Levin, a.k.a. growing up in Scientology on his YouTube channel, he's going to be present for that court proceeding. Ooh, did you see that Aaron Smith-Levin interview with Rick Wiles? 
I I did not see that interview. No. Oh God. Three minutes Why, of googling. Aaron, three minutes of googling. Three minutes. It's all you need to need to know to know that Rick Wiles is a neo-Nazi. But <laughs> some. But uh, you know, sometimes I guess people like when they get out, when they've been in a cult for a very long time, maybe their thought process and their way of looking at the world is a little different than mine. I'm just. Sometimes, sometimes the behavior of the ex-Scientologist baffles my mom, baffles me. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, I, I still, there's a lot of things when it comes to, to ex-Scientologists that, for example, when I was talking to Dylan, he's like, there's a lot of things that they still don't really talk about, such as how it's affected their life nowadays versus just being out, being free. There's, there's still... Some of them, at least, are still stuck in a mental prison that they're still trying to get themselves out of, still trying to stop using Scientology lingo for everyday life because people still have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, that's that's like I said, that's why I'm, I I talk differently if I'm interviewing a former Scientologist, although it depends on how long they've been out, too. Like, Karen's yeah. been out for such a long time that the, the last the, two, the times I had her on, it was really no different than interviewing anyone else, but... If it was somebody I knew who had just gotten out, in fact, I'd probably turn down the interview if it was somebody who had just gotten out because I'm like, I'm not the right one, man. I, I like get drunk and talk shit on my stream. You should go. You should go see somebody that can help you. Um, what? So real, real quick, I guess everybody in the chat or people who have heard me tell the story know that in about 2004, my best friend ran off and joined the Sea Org, and that's no kidding. So she was always one of those. We were like ravers, right? And so. You know, there's a little bit of like everything is love and all that crap. Because a lot of people were doing a lot of MDMA and whatnot. You know, you start to feel a certain way and start to love everybody and whatever. And I think that it opens some people's minds in some ways that maybe aren't necessarily always the best. Um, I mm -hmm. was always like a skeptic or a cynic, so it, it didn't really do that to me. But what happened was her mother was in Scientology and her mother passed away. And oh, no. um they basically used that to rope her in like right after Damn. her mom died. Cause she went there to like see some of her mom's friends, you know, she's like, I want to, you know, cause she knew some of the people, right. It's not like just cause she wasn't a member. It didn't mean she never met any of the people. So she went in and they wouldn't let her leave. That's rough. The, uh, she, the fact I mean, that she, they got her to sign the billion year contract too. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. And <clears throat> They told her not to go because she was like, oh, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to go, you know, see a therapist or whatever. And uh, they told her, oh, no, they're going to prescribe you drugs. And she just like <laughs> laughed at them. And she's like, what's wrong with drugs? <laughs> yeah. like, we all were like doing we were like going to parties and doing drugs together. So she's yeah. like, what's wrong with drugs? And then they like because, you know, we're like we're all fairly like liberal and like, you know, anti-capitalist and whatnot. They mm -hmm. they got her with oh you know how much money the psychiatric industry makes off of prescription drugs and blah blah they like had her dead to rights on like what would influence her and then just her mental state her mother having died like less than 48 hours prior to this you know it was she was yeah. like in the spot and i was <clears throat> she didn't immediately join the sea org but things got w weird fairly rapidly um I had reached out to a friend who was a little more like kind of spiritual than I was. I was like, uh, Hey Sam, can you try to talk to her? Cause I'm not the one, right? I'm like, I'm just like, this is a fucking space alien cult. What are you doing? And, uh, this was before like operation chinology and like there was stuff on the internet, like clam bake already exists, existed, I believe. And I was able to find some stuff, but this was before it all blew up. 
And so I was kind of like lost in, I was like lost in my, I guess, effort to try to, to try to help her because I knew that, that this was not going to go good if she kept in there. I was like, this is a cult. I don't know that much about it, but I know that cults are bad. And, um, yeah. And then she ended up joining what, maybe eight months later, she just fell off, disappeared. And somebody found out somebody we knew lived in Tampa. Um, and they, she's like, I swear to God, I just saw Amy Plur. He's like, she was in one of those outfits. And I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, you did like, if you swear that that was, and then we, you know, we found out that, that she had in fact moved to Clearwater. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't heard from her really since. Is she still, Oh, I was about to ask if she was still part of it, but I, we haven't heard from her since, you know, um, like prior to, prior to her joining prior to all of this, she was like in like, inclined to believe a lot of conspiracy theories and so i you know scientology is just it's based on a conspiracy theory about about psychiatric medication primarily and about like yeah. mental health and and, the, and and the idea that l ron hubbard was a like a master mariner or whatever <laughs> he was he was supposedly a master everything have you ever seen their shows about him, like on their network, where they like show these pictures of him as a really awkward teenager? Did, did I've you... seen a couple of them. I haven't watched them for too too long because I, I I didn't want to lose IQ points. Yeah. But um, I did see uh, Chris Shelton's video regarding Sea Org recruitment tactics and how they use conspiracy theories to pull them in and say, "Hey, here's how bad the world is, and here's what we can do to fix it." So join the Sea Org. Ah, uh, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> we see a lot of we see a lot of crossover certainly in like conspiracy movements and Scientology, but I think that's because and the <clears throat> really interesting conversation I had about this was with John Atack um, of Open Minds Foundation, and he was talking about how and his book's coming out soon too. I'm excited for chapter three because it speaks to me. He he's talking about how now when they deal with cults, they're oftentimes dealing with like online cults around influencers where things are a little more distributed and less top down yep. where the control is through almost like almost like social control versus like where Scientology literally will just lock you in a room. Yeah. So I'm I'm like really looking forward to that. Um, were you interested in cults and, and the occult and all kinds of all kinds of weird stuff before you got interested in Scientology? Um f- not really. I, I knew the basics. Like, I knew Jonestown. I knew Heaven's Gate. I knew a bit about, like, Om Shinrikyo. But when I started diving into Scientology, that's when my interest in cults really skyrocketed. That's that's real interesting. Most of the people I know that ended up interested in Scientology were interest, ended up interested in Scientology who weren't former Scientologists. Were always, like, they were, like, interested in, like, maybe didn't believe in Bigfoot, but we're interested in the Bigfoot community or we're interested mm-hmm. in, or maybe had done research into Jonestown or like you had mentioned, Om, Shim, Om Shinrikyo. Um, and, oh, that Om Shinrikyo story. I can't believe that. Yeah, that, that was bad. Not as bad as Jonestown, but I mean, it could no, have been. No, no, but it, still a, a, a tragedy for whoever was in the subway. A couple a, if a couple things had gone differently, if they had done a, and I don't, I don't like this, maybe this language is the wrong language. If they had done a better job, if they had people who were maybe more competent 
that's a weird way to talk about it. They could have, been, they could have pulled, pulled off a lot bigger of a, yeah, of a problem. Could have been a Jonestown like level event. There's a yeah. lot of people on that Japanese subway. You are, you are not sitting there by yourself. You're, you're, you are not getting a seat. Actually, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever seen like the videos of the people like being pushed into the car. Like, yeah, like sardines. Yeah, and it's it's, you know, it's terrifying, and I. I'm almost surprised that Scientology has never done something like that. Um, I know that they, you know, the operation was Operation Snow White or whatever, mm-hmm. where they, with the with the IRS, was that Operation Snow White? I keep, or was it? Uh, IRS, I think, was something else. That was after Operation Snow White. Snow White was the Guardian's office, and that was Mary Sue. Um, I mean, they said it was Mary Sue heading it, but it was and, when they infiltrated the government to get rid of all those documents. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there was the one. There was the one about um, that Tony's book, Little Miss, uh, Little Miss Lovely, was about the Unbreakable Miss Lovely. Yep, Unbreakable Paulette Cooper and Operation Freakout. Yeah, yeah. They have so many different operations. I can't. I can't keep. I know what they. I mean, I know what they all are, but I can't keep them straight. But the the one. I think the one with the IRS was pretty criminal, but just not violent. No, it was just a bunch of lawsuits, and that's like, hey, if you give us tax exemption, we'll drop all these lawsuits. Right, and it wasn't like they were just suing the IRS. They were, like, individual Scientologists were suing, like, random people who worked for the IRS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were digging dirt on them. Right, that's, and that's that's bonkers. Like, the, you know, like if you, like, if you, like, if you get hurt and it's the fault of the mall, you don't go sue the person who works at the, uh, you know, at the Hot Topic or whatever yeah. because you got hurt at the mall. Such a weird tactic, but it worked. I'm kind of stunned that it worked, but I don't know. Like in America, like great deference is given to religion, even if it's, you know, something like Scientology. And I think that people are terrified of being seen as like anti religion. And I think that might have been yeah. part of and it. And then that's that makes me think of a Scientology stand league. Which, which basically calls every former Scientologist and critic a, a religious bigot. Oh, it's funny. Um, since the since the massive changes over at Twitter, my feed is flooded with stuff from Stand, like promoted, like ads from Stand. I don't know if the thing is stupid and knows that I post about Scientology all the time and thinks <laughs> I want to see Stand, but thankfully, the comments are mayhem. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just mayhem because people are like, why is a space alien cult in my, in my feed? I'm, I'm here to, I, I am here to look at cat pictures or, you know, where's Shelly, where's Shelly, where's Shelly mm-hmm. is, is all in there. And so your, your, your channel is unique. We watched two of your videos and what I noticed <clears throat> was just that you're, you have absolute patience with this material. You go through and you read like this, this, this stuff that would, I just feel like it would scramble my brain and I'd have to take a nap. I mean, it, it, it does. Uh, first off, I didn't realize you watched two of them. I thought you just watched freaking flag order number nine. No, um, we watched another one that we enjoyed it. So we watched another one the next week. Oh shoot. I didn't even know that. Which one did you watch? I don't Rick. I think it might've been this, uh, more word clearing. Oh, that one. Yep. Yeah. No, that's the, with the, the policies, as compared to the flag orders, the policies, they do tend to tend to they feel like they're just they're just rambling. That's what it feels like. It's like Hubbard takes a takes a subject, takes a topic and will go on for like three pages about that one topic with like 10 examples 
And I'm like, dude, you could have put this in two sentences and I would have gotten the concept. That's a, um, that's like a, like a pretty common tactic when somebody wants to appear intelligent to people who don't know any better. Yeah. It, 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 the more, the more they, they talk about it, the more intelligent they seem. Whereas if you just talk about it for 15 seconds, people are like, they don't really care. Right. right. They don't people. And you know, I tend to like it when somebody can explain something to me real quick and move on. But I mean, well, yeah, but it, it, when you're when you're stuck there, sitting through a sitting through an LRH lecture, then I mean, you have no choice but to listen to his nonsense. And no I, I feel so bad for anybody who has to sit there and listen to that crap. You have no choice to laugh at his, but to laugh at his jokes either. I don't think half the time he. he they have the the audience laughter in the lectures, but I'm like, what the hell was funny? That's funny. We have a, actually a laugh track from one of his lectures. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we we have a we have a whole soundboard of uh, LRH. You've got to audit me. Jesus. People sometimes think I joke about these things. Oh, and I got Tommy Davis right here, right now. I'm angry, real angry. Was that when he was talking to John Sweeney? Yeah, yeah. I miss Tommy Davis. I because like right because I was already into Scientology when all the Operation Chinology started, and then they started putting Tommy Davis on TV to pretend to be David Miscavige, pretending to be Tom Cruise, and <laughs> it was it was so funny watching that guy. There's no there's nobody. I guess there's just nobody in that organization dumb enough to go on TV and talk to people who are going to ins insult him or ask him difficult questions anymore well yeah but they do have a spokesperson this woman named pat harney i don't know if you've ever heard of her i the name might be familiar i mean i've probably read her name in different <laughs> articles about the cult but it's i mean it's, she she's, she's no tommy davis whoever she is no she's definitely not tommy davis but she's just more of a, a public spokesperson for it who just tries to make it seem like a self-help movement and tries to just go over like the basic principles doesn't really talk about the advanced stuff for obvious reasons um i know she did an interview with somebody i can't remember what the podcast was called but her name is uh harney h-e-a-r-n-e-y so if you wanted to look up pat harney you would find that podcast well, uh, yep. Stop hammer. Uh, yeah, that one, that second one right there. I think I'm pretty sure the comments are disabled on that one. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm just going to add it to my, I'm going to add it to my list maybe for next week. And um, she also was at a Clearwater city council meeting where she was there to, to open up with a prayer, which was actually just a speech about integrity from L Ron Hubbard, where she added amen at the end of it, instead of Hubbard saying, that's all. <laughs> and i mean she was probably it was it after uh mark bunker got elected possibly because they were trying yes, to say that he had mark no bunker integrity actually called her out for it he was on the council and he's like he's like well we heard from pat harney and i have the article right here that she was reading from and it does not say amen at the end of it <laughs> and yeah he was he was calling her out for making it for trying to make it seem like a prayer we had him on about a month before he got elected. No kidding. That's awesome. I'd love to talk to him. He was super. Uh, he, I, my, my take is that since he's been elected, he's not really doing any, any like contentious media. No, that's fair. Like he, you know, he's a city council person. So he probably like takes hits from the local news or whatever and doesn't really want to, you know, 
if, if it was before he got elected, he could, he could probably be like, well, you know, that's, you know, I, those people seemed nice and I had a good time on their show, but now that I'm a city council person, I can't do that. Afterward, mm-hmm. they're going to hammer him if he comes on a, like a show like this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like whatever, we're nice people, but the Scientology would clip us out of context and use it. If it like went viral or whatever, if they even heard about it, um, people joke when they, they're like, you're talking about Scientology. If they come after you, I'm like, we don't get, we don't get that many. We don't get that many. They're not. They don't even know who we are. <laughs> exactly. And uh, oh shoot, what was I just gonna say? Nope, lost it. Anyway. And also, they even if they know who we are, they don't have the resources they once did. That's what it was. It was yeah. It's the fact that one, they're declining membership. People constantly leaving the Sea Org. I'm sure Osa is screwed right now, especially with uh, what's going on with the Danny Masterson retrial. Um, but yeah, they've got way too much stuff on their plate right now to 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 worry about us. Do you? And I just looked briefly today at SP's arrest, and it seems like something's going on with the uh, <clears throat> the jury person that ever that people interviewed. Do yes. You, do you do you know like briefly what's going on with that? Like what the, what happened? The jury foreman lied on his uh, jury questionnaire. He lied about he lied and said he wasn't a police officer. What? Um, his oh, son. I mean, cops, cops lying is you know whatever. His son was involved in a. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna say a a crime against children. Oh. Um through the same and the, the prosecution team that was going after Danny Masterson was also basically the same prosecution team that that went after his son. And this is the guy that a couple people interviewed, right? Uh I know that Chris Shelton and Tony Ortega interviewed him. I didn't actually watch it yet, but I wish I wish everybody would be a little more careful. <laughs> I'm much more surprised that Tony didn't like find this out actually during the trial to be same. perfectly honest you'd think that, Tony, that Tony's me. not Tony's not just he's not just a Scientology like a giant the Scientology reporter he was working the village voice before he was reporting on Scientology that's the next thing I want yeah. to talk if I can get him on the show again that's what I want to talk to him about is like I, want, I wonder if he was there during that disco bloodbath incident because he's a little older disco than bloodbath You've seen the movie Party Monster? I have not. Oh well, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go over the. It's dark. It's okay. dark. Some promoters uh, killed uh, some other promoters, and but it was happening in New York, and it, I think it overlapped with the time that he was there. But I wanted to ask him about that. But I'm real surprised that Tony didn't either catch that during the case or catch that afterward, because like now, like the the interviews are being used so so far as i can tell the interviews are being used by the scientology or the danny masterson side but i, I, guess, I, I didn't know that i guess that's neither here nor there because it's they're going to retry it with a new jury so yeah exactly i just so we're just going to see what happens now and hopefully they're going to do someone's going to do some kind of background check on whoever the jurors may be but i know that um when it comes to those types of criminal cases the judges and the I think it's the, the any of the attorneys. I don't think they're allowed to know the identities of the jurors. Right, right. And I don't think they're going to do. I I think this was just a, a freak accident, sort of. Yeah. But I I wonder if the jury form. Do you, do we know how the jury foreman voted? I want to say he voted not guilty. Ah. Huh. Well. He was basically working for the defense. 
Oh, yeah, there could be some some shit going on there, huh? There could be some shit going on there. Scientology could be sending in a bunch of... Or he had some vengeance against the prosecution. That's terrible. That's terrible. I I don't know if I... I would never interview no cop anyway, but that's a a different story. (laughs) Maybe an ex-cop who has some, some, like, dirt on, like, police organizations or whatever, sure, but... Man, it's it's so weird, like just that it's always something there's always something going on either with the scientologists or the ex-scientologists just always some drama going on and it's it like for how few members scientology has they sure like they sure punch way above their weight as far as drama goes there's just always it's always something yeah especially uh i think one of the biggest things well last year and this year was the the valeska paris case so there was that. There was um, Valerie Haney having to go into arbitration. There was they've got so many court cases to deal with and so many appeals of church arbitration and and with Valerie Haney the fact that they just keep denying her nominations. And before that, the one the big one I remember was. Do you remember when the they they couldn't dock the Scientology boat anywhere because a bunch of people on the boat had measles? Yes, yeah, the the measles outbreak. Yep. <laughs> Always something. That was funny. Right, because I, I remember seeing like a news report on that. I'm like, it was just like on my Twitter, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting that there's a boat out there that can't dock. And then I looked, I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's the free winds. And like, because yeah, the, they, 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 so, they, the news buried the lead at the beginning almost that this was like a, a space alien cult's boat. Well, it's like everybody knows about the space alien cult part now, but it, it, the funny, the part that i also find funny is the fact that one you got the measles outbreak two you're on a ship with blue asbestos yeah we watched that video there was a video by a uh i never thought i'd watch a video about like boats or a channel about boats and there was this guy who did like this whole thing about how the boat is full of this like yeah, yeah it's blue asbestos i don't know enough about it but uh he said it was, and I believe him, like, why would he lie? That it's more dangerous than what would be in your ceiling in your home or whatever. That it's, that it's, and that like people, on, people shouldn't go on that boat. Yeah. And they, they must be bribing some island nation to, they must be bribing some organization or thre- threatening to put this blue asbestos in someone's car if they don't pass the boat. I don't know. Maybe they have dirt or on somebody. Or they just, or do they just not have to have a certain type of inspection done? Maybe, maybe because they're a religion. No, but that doesn't work on like international law. I don't know. I'd be curious to know how that how that boat keeps being like certified because they did say that it that you know it has a you know it passed it they, on this thing. It said that their last inspection they had passed technically. Someone said the free winds is under a flag of convenience, which means there's a lack of inspection. It's a flag of convenience. I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's weird. I don't know what that means. That also, also, my my chat could just be fucking with us. Honestly, a business practice whereby a ship's owners register a merchant ship in a ship register of a country other than that of the ship's owners, and the ship files the civil ensign of that country called the flag state. Oh, so it's yeah. It's a, basically it's everybody knows it's based out of the United States and it's, they, they get their, they probably get certified by some country they know isn't going to care. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to what? Three different islands. 
Yeah, yeah, I forget. I forget what their flag is under now. It's the Bahamas. Maybe they're under the Bahamas. Yeah, the Bahamas are just Something like, like whatever, whatever. Just don't fuck with our tourism industry. Yeah. What? What? As you looked into the cult, and maybe as you looked, maybe more into the like the the more esoteric stuff that we haven't looked into here, because we just like goof on Scientology TV and make fun of like Andy Nolch mostly here. Um, what surprised you the most? Um. Well, first, I I mean, I knew at first that the the whole Zenu OT three stuff. So that was the first big shock of like, how can anybody believe this? And then the fact that there are four more levels of of body thetan exorcism after that. They're they're just like, oh, by the way, these thetans are are doing this. These these thetans are druggies. These ones you have to solo audit and. It, that one, I think, was the biggest one. Um, one, again, knowing there was more than one incident on OT3. Looking at old OT1 materials. Uh, finding out how much doctrine there truly was behind it was definitely the biggest shock. Finding out that Hubbard did, what, th- over 3,000 lectures. I've, I mean, I've got almost full sets of, of the green and red volumes downstairs, as well as the blue volumes, which are the R&D series. Which is just transcripts of lectures from 1950 to 54. Yeah, when we got the box of Scientology stuff, I was like, oh, uh, DVDs. And I lo- and I was like, no, these are CDs. Oh, my God. And there were like six of them. Oh, and we have not put them in and listened to them. I cannot. Don't. Don't make yourself suffer. You know, we, we found like, you know, there's a lot of found, <clears throat> found lectures and stuff that you can find of Elrond, but they're usually like clipped or like cut out and it's not just like an hour off of a CD. So it's like an interesting part or something that something that somebody found funny or whatever. And it's a little, little more, a little more made for entertainment than uh, I, I imagine going through six hours of his lectures on CD would be. If someone actually wanted to get full copies of lectures, full audio copies, there's actually a channel on SoundCloud um, called AOGP, which is like an independent Scientology organization, and they just have playlists of all of the Hubbard lectures on there. So if you wanted to sit there and go through the St. Hill Special Briefing course, you could absolutely do that in its entirety. It's in its entirety. That's just wild that's like absolutely wild that 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 exists so 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 your audio is pretty good so i don't you said you haven't watched much of their 24-hour channel so let's check in on their 24-hour channel and see what's going on uh just real quick the way things work here if you have something to say just talk if you if you're talking fairly loud you'll just talk right over the video it's live so if if you stop it it crashes (laughs) because they they're if you could imagine their web player isn't exactly the best so let's see what's going on if this is if this is meet a scientologist or i am a scientologist you're just gonna fall asleep because those shows are boring but sometimes they have weird they have some fucking bizarre shit on here oh we're talking about bridge available to the world this phase includes printing manufacturing and global distribution first is printing from basic books and courses to advanced reference volumes in multiple <laughs> That's the Encyclopedia Britannica. 
the basically pages required will be in the billions oh thanks thanks my, my, my friend the tree is really happy you're doing this all of it must be the tree my friend is a tree and he's very happy they're doing this second is manufacturing in addition to high fidelity audio discs for each of mr high fidelity audio discs it's so funny because this you can tell by the production that this is fairly new but the way they talk trans high fidelity that's a cd dude yeah basically and uh, one thing that i did want to mention um is i i saw in one of my with materials uh uh advertisement for the clear sound listening system i'm like this is a cd player you are selling for four hundred dollars Bring these materials with like $20 headphones. We saw one of these where they showed like a record player and acted like they invented it. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Scripture that is larger and more diverse than any other religion. Multiplied by more. Oh my God. It just looks. Oh no. Who has the time? This will be the largest. Oh, I guess if you're the Sea Org, that's all you got is time. Between well, you, you, well all your time is spent working. You're not really doing much time studying. ...members of the church's religious order first consults with the industry's leading experts. Really? Because you guys don't seem to have any expertise when it comes to any other type of management. Manufacturing technologies... Oh, no, this is great. They're just showing that they have a bunch of money to buy, like, the, they like put together a printing press. Like, if we had the money, we could do it. They're, like, instruction manuals, right? Yeah. You just copy somebody else's printing press. The, the funny thing is, though, is that most of those materials that are being made on the printing press are just going to Scientologists, not even to the broad public. And right. Flexible, theoretically capable of delivering any quantity at a moment's notice. It's an idea. You mean a big printer? Like they exactly. Talk about the, they talk about these ordinary things like they've done a techno. Like this is a pr this is just an industrial printing press. Oh, look, press. it even says fucking HP on it. Right. Sorry for swearing. No, no, don't be sorry for swearing. I'm okay. mad that you didn't do it before. Scientology materials to the world. <laughs> you can swear on my channel. Start from the adults hang out here. The church will need to create an entirely new. Bring them to the world, Jesus. A new level of. You, you buy them so you can donate them to libraries, so the library can just throw it in the garbage. Then, no, they brag about being in the libraries, and I'm like, they have another video where they brag one of the things that, like, we're in all these libraries. I'm like, the library is just going to take any book, classify it, and put it on the shelf, you idiot. How the church yeah. and its partners. I actually went to a, uh, a couple of libraries, and they had, like, what is Scientology, but they had, like, an older version, and they had. Mainly, they had anti Scientology books. They didn't have much when it came to the actual doctrine. We live in a man's world, and just for a month, I'd like to live in a woman's world. Oh God, is this me a Scientologist? No, this is the documentary showcase, but they, they, they keep talking about how they're making these like like secular documentaries, but then every time we turn on this channel, none of these secular documentaries they talk about that they're making ever, ever exist. I've never seen any of these. It looks like you gotta go to Scientology.tv slash documentary showcase. At 8 p.m., but then it doesn't tell you what time zone. I'm assuming PST? I don't know. Clearwater is EST. Oh, thank you for I the figured, raid. Thank you for the raid, I Super, figured, my, Super my Breadline. Thank you for the raid. I figured Golden Era. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it would be St. Hill time, because that's I think St. Hill's at a GMT anyway. Yeah. But I think they don't put a, a time zone, because they know nobody's watching this shit, except for people that make fun of it. To find. Actually, the only people watching it probably are public Scientologists. 
Now imagine an age in which the predictability of science... Staff and Seorg don't have time to sit through this crap. ...religion combined. This, I think this is mostly for the rich donors, so they can point the rich donors, because this is also on some television channels, like in Los Angeles and Tampa. They have it on a direct TV. Okay, this is it. Wait, what the fuck? I'm doing this. Don't if they if they start rapping. There's nothing worse than Scientology rap. They had to go super. Oh God! You saw it. It's it almost happened. You saw it. I saw the rapper. It's like hell of cringy and like appropriating like hip hop culture in a very like obviously done by a very white organization kind of way. Yeah. Very whitewashed. When you start talking about the printing press, this is a machine that is the foundation of Western civilization. It's this. I learned about this in history class. You don't need to talk about it. This isn't how it's made. Of discovery. That's what this is like. This is a knockoff of how it's made. Of all the discovery. It's so stupid. But notice how this guy doesn't have a name. It's just like curator international. Curator. <laughs> civilization necessary to the existence he's like you can use this video in your cult shit but please don't put my name element on it the church must solve no it's none of used by like five different cults no, none yeah none of them ever have his name on it he's probably just out of central casting right to be produced he's probably not a curator of a museum just some stock actor that's just like i need a job all the way down to the small inserts that accompany the audiobooks oh my god the inserts works the production lines backwards Designing floor plans by flow lines. Training. You mean like an assembly line? Technicians <laughs> on each machine. Exactly timing every machine so all items converge simultaneously at the end. Yeah, you mean like a factory? Well, you'd hope. Yeah, like a factory, like a factory that occupies. I was about to say, yeah, properly. every factory does this. This isn't special. And you have the capacity and you have that production line. But that's how you make a book. You then have Mr. Oh, look, again, no name. CSI Senior Project Manager. And with all the I guarantee you, she's not actually called the senior project manager. I'm sure she has some other C-Org title that regular people wouldn't understand. Or her name's Susan, and she wants to she wants to get a better acting gig one day. But this is all she could find. Are you kidding me? She's she's a senior project manager. She's in the C-Org. She ain't getting any acting job. Traditional printing uses laser-etched aluminum plates. I'm surprised she's still alive. Actually, she's from the C-Org. Exact even number of pages. You think that with being stuck on rice and beans all the time? Process takes a lot of time. Probably smell crazy in there. And uses a ton of paper. What? Digital, however, is more nimble. Pages print sequentially, and computerized images can be written and erased indefinitely. We've been using this for decades. To one. Yeah, that's, how, that's, this, that's probably exactly the same kind of printing press that printed my rave flyers in 1996 through 2005. <laughs> Books can be designed to minimize paper use, leaving very little trim waste on the edges and between Yes, the they can even do that with odd-shaped flyers. That's what a computer does really well. It's like, here, make me a collage with these and uh, take up take up as much space as you can. The computer goes, gotcha. ...as much as 25% of their paper. The solution lies in streamlining not only the size of the paper, but the designs of the materials themselves. Oh my god, you have a marketing team. 
and a design team. Holy crap. The transcripts and the supplements it's like Madman. The same exact size sheet, and they use as much of that sheet as possible. I find it funny though, in that little video they did of them in the conference room, the other people weren't even wearing Sea Org uniforms. To accommodate every possible size and finish, and then strategically designing each printed item to not only fit, but to interlock in an exact configuration. Oh my God! Like a grid. <laughs> Minimizing <laughs> Isn't this amazing Jeez. the way they're, they're just talking about like these are interesting things, right? It, this is printing presses are pretty cool. This would actually be interesting if it was on how it's made. Like I would watch this because I, I love watching the, those types of things, watching factories assemble stuff. Reducing paper. But the the fact that they have to over over explain everything really gets to me and they're like taking credit for things they clearly had nothing to do with right like centuries old technology like a factory but in order to meet bridges exact quality standards xerox and bridge will need to work together to push this printer beyond its current capability. Oh, the sales guy's like, oh, these people are gonna buy like 500 fucking printers from me all after yeah. pretend they're That's the only it. reason they're working with you is because you're buying a shit ton of their product. They're like, they're like, can we make it do this? He's like, you know what? It doesn't do that, but I can modify it to make it do that. And it totally does that already, right? Because <laughs> these printers do fucking anything. Is a crisp They're printers. Clear edges. Oh my God, sharp text. Digital printer. My home printer can do that. Static electricity to attract minute particles of laser printers. Drum, where 374 degrees of heat sets the toner to the page, creating a permanent bond. <laughs> but this digital process Jesus. results in print that's either too bold or slightly blurry. A fundamental flaw that's kept it out of the main... Don't worry, we have people in the Sea Org with little tiny pens. But a little innovation is about to... Just add like a dot under the A just to make sure it's a full circle. Xerox sends out one of their top technicians called a tiger. Later, Shinigami. Come up with three potential okay. solutions. Later, Shinigami. First... They realign the focusing lens. Oh, don't forget to follow the channel, though. Aiming the laser exactly the at the rotating mirror. But that doesn't change the print quality. Second, they re-angle the rotating mirror, which hones the laser and targets the drum more precisely. But this doesn't work either. Finally, <laughs> they arrive at the printer's main circuit board and their final option. They must manipulate the laser itself. Oh, so they, so they did a they did a, a little data analysis to try to figure out the why of why the printer wasn't working. First, by fifteen percent. Right. They they said we can give these people like B stock and old stock and tell them it's like from Star Trek. And the guy had to come out and fix something on it. Edges suddenly sharpen. And when compared to traditional, so can I print Dianetics? No, printing machine broke. Indistinguishable. It's a breakthrough that resonates across the entire industry, advancing the field of digital book. This is way better than I am a Scientologist. I am a Scientologist to show some lady in her fucking weird beat shop for an hour. Right? It's like, wow, you're a person with a job. With digital, at the same level as Offset, which is the tiger ahead of anybody else. He's no, like, all right, no I'll, take name. This, I'll take this acting gig, but you got to call me the tiger. <laughs> yeah, that's the name that he put on himself. I mean, the text on that is 10 years ahead of its time. Is it? 
This is Dianetics, the modern science of mental health. I have a giant version of that with like a whole footnote section. I have the uh, extension course for it, which has like 200 and something questions that you fill out the answers to as you're reading the book. Top's bestseller list. Listen, I'll, I'll read cult propaganda, but I won't let them give me homework. The book rolls through the printer. Uh, I'll, to be honest, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Everybody's different. Closer inspection reveals an anomaly. The paper is warped. The problem lies not in any external influence, but the actual process itself. Like wet paper in the hot sun, the heat needed to fuse the toner into the paper also evaporates all the moisture from the- No one's ever solved this problem before. I've never gotten- <laughs> Someone went to the RPF for it? <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten any, any, anything printed out that wasn't warped before I fucking heard about Scientology. This is the WECO an inline humidifier. By retrofitting this device into- So like a, an, an item already, has, they, they, they already had the item. And the warping eliminated. My printer has water cooling. <laughs> right balance. Through a series of finely tuned adjustments, the team equalizes the pace of the machine with the moisture output of the WECO until with even the closest inspection- I bet it probably does that by itself. Is perfect. Nobody's ever done that before. Good thing they invented the WECO. And the addition of a machine for automatic cutting and collating. Bridges' new production line can produce 13,750,000 pages. That's 50,000 books in a single day. Oh, dear. This volume weighs in at a whopping 60,000 pounds. Is it just me or do you feel like 50,000 is a small number compared to most factory productions? I don't know. Many print centers just... I don't know why. Good enough? To, oh my god. Now that you pointed out the name thing, it's bugging the ever-living shit out of me. They, the, all these ones were... This is called Inside Scientology, this show. They all do it. Nobody has... It's only Tiger so far has had a name. ...solution for printing black and white interior pages. Scientology's materials are full-spectrum. From color-coded reference volumes to full-color dust jackets and cover art. For this the team turns to a printer that's the first of its kind. Is it? But if it's 10 years old and they just invented the thing, maybe there's maybe they should have gotten version seven, it's better. It's not about production and capacity. The first of its kind could mean it's revolutionary now or it's just old. She just said it's not about production. Bitch, that's what stats are. Up next. That's all they care about. Optical illusions of color. You've probably heard of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Oh, the, oh, this is this commercial is great too because they show all the beginnings, just the very beginning of the news hit. They don't show, you know, they, they don't even let. They don't show know the fact that it's a, that it's a, like a hit piece. Yeah, right, that's, that's the Scientology representative just got absolutely bodied by like some local reporter in Poughkeepsie or whatever, you know. These people could make a 60-minute movie on the cooking of rice, says Shelley 001. <laughs> leave you in charge of the stream while I go pour a cocktail. Alright. You seem you seem you seem to be okay at but making fun of Scientology TV. It is pretty easy. Yeah. Oh so take a look. And 
the fact that all those spiritual headquarters, all those grand openings, you go into the org like a year later and there's like no one. That's the awesome part is the fact that they show all these people. Most of those people in the audience are public that were had to be flown in from other areas. Sea Org members or staff members from other orgs. And then once the grand opening is over, they all just go home. And there's just no one at the org. And it's it's the funniest thing to me. About truth. But then again, that also leads to the birthday game. So being like, oh, these stats are horrible, but every other org must be doing good. Look at the size of their grand opening. And the fuel of that power is not magic or mysticism, but knowledge. The things you see, the things you feel, the things you know to be true. Sure, some will doubt you. Let them. Dare to think for yourself, to look for yourself, to make up your own mind. Because in the eternal debate... Yeah, how about you don't fucking control that for them? How about you let them Google stuff? Let them look at the negative stuff. Scientology now. So Hubbard makes all these quotes about, like, in his own researching and, and doing your own research and work and stuff like that and trying to figure it out for yourself. But they can't apply it to their own fucking religion. was at the center of it all. His tales enthralled millions. Are you yelling at 2010? Not true unless it's true to you. They say that's one of the things they say. Were the stories he lived. If it's true, it should work scientifically. Right. If if Scientology was true, it shouldn't have to be a religion. One of as soon as you put the religion label on it, there indicates faith is on something. Mr. Hubbard created a system to organize Scientology's materials using exact colors to clarify their purpose. Green yeah. indicates organizational policy. Red is for Scientology's spiritual counseling and training. Through all that trouble to, with the fucking ink and all that shit just to do this. This exact color coding is a vital component of Scientology's materials. And achieving an exact consistency of each shade is crucial. You need the oh my god. In our circumstance, you're printing green can't just be green, it has to be pine green. So one of the biggest technical issues that we had to over churches, uh probably was somewhere in the like the I think it's like 125 to like 170, something like that. I think a bunch of them are either closing, downsizing, merging. Um, and obviously, the amount of missions in like third world countries are going to be a little higher than the amount of people in, or than the amount of orgs in oh, those they countries. Have, they have a show on here called Voices of Humanity, and they might as well just call it the White Savior Project. Oh, I was thinking that was going to be a CCHR thing. No, no, they have CC. They play that shit late at night, like that weird that drug shit. Uh, they, they'll play, uh, we'll tune in like after some of our other shows if it's late and we're not, you know, we don't know what to do. We'll check on Scientology TV, and sometimes it's that CCHR stuff. Subtle micro variations. That stuff's dark. Printer's operation. All like talking about the Holocaust and shit. All bad. Final color. How was done by psychology, psychology and psychiatry? Yeah, yeah. I actually went over that on one of my channels because Hubbard had mentioned like German extremist psychologists forming like the, the World Federation for Mental Health. So at the very end of the video, I was like, so I looked up the World Federation of Mental Health and it was founded by these people from America and Canada and England. A powder-based toner, which can't be pre-mixed, making color shift unavoidable and consistent color. Right, I'll be right back. Gotta hit the bathroom. The only way for birth to create true, consistent digital color 
is to bring the best of these two worlds together. This is the HP yeah, this Indigo, is the gold standard of high-speed color printing. So they bought a bunch of expensive printers. To use a pre-mixed electro ink. In addition to slots for the standard cyan, magenta, yellow, and black, the Indigo is built to hold custom formulas as well. Just right for Scientology's green, red, and blue. Using a single color of see here, like I need a new printer. These printers to run four times faster. And while micro Tom Cruise bought them, that's right. Laser-guided safety protocols protect both people and printed matter. While the Indigo is ideal for high-volume interior pages, the printing of the dust jackets and soft covers are even more demanding. Extraordinarily detailed, they are decorated with metallic foil and embossed. They are also created to withstand the punishment of daily life and frequent use. To produce this level of durability requires a series of steps, including foil stamping, laminating, ultraviolet coating. Oh yeah, we're just grabbing what's on Scientology TV because we had a guest this week. This is the Sarolia 740FX FUB. Using custom-made. All right, we're well, back. What do you, What do you think? What do you think of Scientology TV? Garbage. Garbage. Just utter garbage. Chat. Ch chat knows that video. Did you see that? They're like, not to be rude. We've watched this video before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they know uh, they know the video about the boat. Oh, their video about the free winds is amazing because that boat's hella old and they act like it's like a fucking like a brand new warship that they like that. That they probably Hubbard make it David they probably make it look bigger than it is yeah, yeah and that they invent they're like they're like it has modern and and you know digital and analog technology i'm like okay so you took an old boat and put some computers on it oh it's so great if you get a chance to watch it you should you should watch it we can't watch it here again for another like six or eight months because people will be like we know the words to this one dave come on <laughs> that you've watched it that many times it's so funny it's just, it's one of the best pieces of content I think I've ever watched, ever. I'll take a look at it. So anyway, Holly, I'm going to move on to my next segment here. So uh, thanks for joining me for the Scientology part of the show. Uh, is I think we've had the bot uh, drop in the link to your channel, but for anybody listening on the podcast, what's your YouTube? Uh, my YouTube is The Scientology Geek. So just take the first part of Scientology, S-C-I-E-N-T-O-L-O, -O, and then G-E-E-K. And I'll put a I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well and on the on the YouTube video. Um anywhere else? Are you active on Twitter or Instagram or anything with this stuff? I am not. Um I do have a Discord server. Oh, so cool. if you go to any of my videos and you wanna join the Discord server, the link will be in the description. Um and if you ever wanna hit me up on email then just go to scientologeek at gmail.com well great thanks again for joining us it was super fun to meet you and we'll definitely have you on again and maybe thank I'll come you on, so maybe much I'll, for having me maybe i'll come on and talk scientology on your channel with you too sometime that'd be great i'll I'd make sure i'll make it. sure to send you this too and you can use this for anything you want all right thank you so much yeah thank you for joining me all right see you later see ya all right, everybody, that was Holly the Scientology, super cool person, enjoyed talking to her a lot, and, uh, you know, it's getting harder to do Scientology content, so maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do a little bit more, um, 
and we'll do a little bit more interviews if I can find people to talk to me.